What is Quick Trip's Twitter? The QT. Is it the QT? Cat, you're good at social. Hi. You're good at social media. What is Quick Trip's Twitter? Ooh, ooh. I'm looking like it won't come up. I it's feel at like I Quick don't. Trip. I'm looking at it. Just at, yeah, there's no at C. Quick remember Q U I K. There it is. Yeah. Wait, you just tried to search Quick Trip with a C? Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of 41 Files, almost a sequel to last week's 41 Files. I'm Taylor Hemnes from 41 Action News. We're glad you're here with us. Still talking election. Last week we were talking about preparing for the mayoral election in Kansas City. Today we're talking day after about what happened on primary election night. Joined as always by digital producer Sam Hartle. Taylor, you're a big Sox guy, right? Sox. Sox. Yes, I'm a big Sox guy. So it's finally... Not to be confused with a red or a white. Right. Right. I like fun <laughs> socks. Things on your feet. Yes. It's finally warm enough that I can wear my loafers without socks. Not even like no-shows or something like that? Well, I mean, like if it's a leather a leather uh, loafer. You should still wear a no-show. So you never wear a sock when you're wearing loafers in Do the warm. Do you put pennies in your loafers? Well, these are not penny loafers. They're, they're oh. uh, just... You should, you should still wear a no-show. Why? Really? Yeah. No. The smell will get in. Yeah, you're... you're the, the sweat. The, oh, that's... That's why no one sits next to me in the editorial. I, I believe that. But it, you will prolong the life of your shoe mm-hmm. if you buy a no-show. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it will look as if you're not wearing any. Oh. But the shoe will I be... Like, I like the feel of the shoe on my foot. That can't really? be true. Because it's oh. got to be swampy. In right. There. Swampy. Yeah. Wear, get the no-show. We'll whenever you're invest wearing in some no-shows. Uh, <laughs> 41 Action News reporter Stephen Dial in studio with us. Hello, Stephen. Greetings. And 41 Action News reporter Kat Reed... Not yet in the studio because she has the night side shift tonight, so she is working before she works. Hi, Kat. Hi. <laughs> so, hey, the election happened. Uh, last night was the primary election in Kansas City where we whittled, among other things, there were obviously other things on the ballot, but the big part was whittling the 11 candidates for mayor in Kansas City down to two. Uh, if you have not yet listened to last week's 41 Files podcast, I asked both reporters that were covering this after their extensive interviews with uh, the candidates, 10 of the 11 candidates, uh, what would surprise them most uh, if it were to happen last night. And both of you responded that you would be surprised the most if Jolie Justice did not make the final two. And she did, in fact, make the final two and was the top vote receiver on primary election night. Is that what we all thought would happen? Yep. That's what we thought would happen. And then I think we were also um, correct about, you know, we said the people to watch other than Justice would be Quentin Lucas, Steve Miller, uh, Alicia Kennedy. And mm-hmm. they were you know, up in the top bracket. Right, they of, were the top top four, I believe, were those those four that you just mentioned. The other thing, if I and Stephen, please correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but I I believe the thing that you said that would also surprise you last week was if Jermaine Reed was not uh, high at least, or was not one of the the larger vote getters. And based on what I was seeing last night, he was not. Eight. He, yeah, he was he was down the list right. on number of votes. That surprises you a little bit. It shocked me. I thought he would at least get fifth, maybe, mm-hmm. and eighth was. Really interesting. Yeah. So uh, a lot to digest from that, but we know going forward that uh, that two of the, I hate to say biggest names, but at least mm-hmm. possibly the the 
most well-known names are the two that uh, Kansas City voters are going to get to vote between coming up in the June general election. The other, the other thing I thought was fascinating, Kat, you tweeted it last night, and we talked about it last week in the pod, was it's been a long time uh, since uh, uh, Mayor Cleaver that we've had a mm-hmm. sitting council person. Right. And with the results last yeah. night, we're, we're guaranteed, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. guaranteed to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, and we'll talk about both these candidates quite a bit today, but the other thing, well, I guess we can start with Julie on this topic. Uh, I saw some some tweets nationally last night about her being part of a trend last night because uh, she joins, um, you know, Chicago elected its first gay mayor last night, also its first black woman mayor last night. And now if Julie is elected in June, she will join that list of also being Kansas City's first openly gay mayor. Um Kat, you were there at her at her party right last night, or were you with it? No, I was. Steven, with you were there. Okay, yeah. you were with Joey. Yeah. Tavern, um, tavern. Uh, was there was there a reference at all to the social significance of of her being the first openly gay candidate to reach this far in, in Kansas City? Like, no, she didn't reference it. She only talked about it when I asked her about it. Just because, I mean, there is a historical factor in there that could potentially happen. Um, she told me that. Um, Voter, her wife was not in this conversation because people looked at her record right. as a uh, as a city leader and nothing else. And she said Kansas City voters said that they like what my family looks like, and that's fine. And she's proud of it. Um, she talked about that just the country is changing, and you know she doesn't want to be known for being the the first openly gay mayor, but she certainly will embrace it. And she, and she says that people are judging her, and she wants people to judge her based on her record and nothing else. So we will talk quite a bit about both of them, but I, continuing here with Jolie, um, the the battle lines, so to speak, are already kind of being drawn one day after between these two mm-hmm. candidates. And one of the biggest lines on that is how they compare to Mayor James on, on the outgoing. And um, even the, the, the paper in its endorsement last week talked about Councilwoman jo- Justice being almost Sly 2.0. Uh, Stephen, we'll start with you here because she says she's not. She says she is not Sly 2.0. Right. And she says she is thankful for the endorsement of Mayor James. Of course, that is a big endorsement, regardless of the pre-K vote. Mayor James is a very popular person among people who live in the city and work in the city. Uh, She's thankful for that. But she says that uh, this does not just mean that she is just going to do everything that he has done. Um, She said that she has innovative ways to move forward. She said leaders um, when there's a transition is to hand off leadership and then take it to another level. And that's what she hopes to do. Meanwhile, uh, we played a soundbite this morning on 41 Action News today from Councilman Quentin Lucas about uh, what the votes will look like in June. And he said, if you're interested in airports and downtown development, he said, maybe you'll go another way. But if you're interested in uh, housing in Kansas City, if you're interested in reducing crime in Kansas City, he believes that you'll vote for him. Kat Reed, uh, your, your thoughts on how Councilman Lucas is already drawing a distinction between him and Jolie Justice one day after. Yeah, I think it's interesting because he's not necessarily drawing it in terms of Mayor James versus him. He's very much focused on the fact that um, Justice was the chair of the airport committee and was the person who kind of helped, uh, who focused on that project and helped bring it to fruition um, under the current structure with Edgemore. And then he also talked a lot about downtown development, um, it seems just like he is going to be focusing especially on affordable housing, 
on public safety and on incentives and cutting back on those. Those are the things that he's already talking about. And Stephen, in fact, I believe he touched on those things with you this morning in your interview. Right. And um, we can toss a, a bit of sound right now. Uh, I talked to, to both candidates uh, this morning, day after the election, uh, talking about one, what are their top priorities? What sets you apart from uh, both of these candidates? And I want you to take a listen at that first. What good is momentum if it's not shared in every neighborhood of Kansas City? And that's what I think we'll be able to push over the next several months. I do support having police officers. I think they are important and we need them out there. I think it's how they're deployed is the real question. Do we make sure that we have police that are broken down really by neighborhoods? We need to, uh, you know, kind of stop people being at the trough and saying every new project can get maximum incentives, it seems. But what we need to do more of is realize that those incentives are taking money out of our school districts. So that means we have to focus on affordable housing, equitable transportation options, educational opportunities, because those things then all feed into public safety, which is frankly right now our number one issue in this city. We need to get more social workers into our patrol um, divisions at, at KCPD. We need to make sure that we have enough police officers so that they aren't spending all of their time responding to calls and they're able to go into the community and spend more time building that trust within the community. So you just heard there uh, Quentin Lucas talking about really focusing on affordable housing first, crime second, and then cutting back on incentives third. Uh, he has been very vocal and Kat has done a lot of reporting about uh, saying, you know, not just giving handouts to people uh, just because developing things. So he says it hurts school districts. Um, Jolie Justice taking a slightly different approach, um, saying that, of course, public safety is number one uh, housing. But then she talked about things like education and workforce development more as her uh, kind of three things. One interesting thing before everyone starts talking, remember when uh, we did the story on all of the candidates meeting the Hickman Mills uh, students yes. and they were interviewed by the students. Yes. Well, the students voted and the staff voted um, from, I believe that school or schools and just got the results. The staff, this is interesting, the staff results, the top two are Jolie and Quinn. Okay. Mm. And the student votes was a little different. Um, the top two were Kennedy and Steve Miller. Who, uh, were, who finished third, two, third 200, last night. 221 students voted for Kennedy. 185 students voted for Steve Miller. Um, and right behind was Phil Glenn with 154. And then Quentin Lucas with 142. So among adults, both wow. in the election and in the staff from that school, Jolie right. Justice is number one. Right. Among students from that school that got to meet all of them, she does not crack the top four. Right. That's interesting. That is so interesting. I think that that speaks to, and I'm taking a little bit of a mm -hmm. detour here, but I think a lot of people were really inspired by Kennedy's story. Um, I think we had a lot of candidates in this race who have extremely compelling personal stories. Mm -hmm. You know, both Jermaine and Quentin spent, you know, part of their time growing up homeless, and Kennedy worked full-time through high school, started her own business, put herself through college and law school, and I think that a lot of people really respected that backstory and the fact that all of those people uh, decided to, you know, bring their talents to Kansas City, to, to come back home, to stay home, um, to try and give back to their city. I think that's something that voters really like seeing. Sam, Sorry you're not, you're not in your head big time. You think you agree with that? I do, yeah. 
My bad for taking us off the train tracks. I thought that was just interesting. It is interesting. That's 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 interesting to think about. And I also want to ask both of you about uh, voter turnout last night because the experts, quote unquote, the uh, election officials heading into the primary election, were expecting about a ten percent turnout. We got closer to seventeen percent voter turnout. You know, we were hearing things about well, the weather was nice, that kind of thing. Cat, I'll start with you. Do you think there's anything else from what you're talking to and and voters you spoke with about to why there was a, a larger turnout possibly than expected last night for primary? election night? Well, I, I think that a lot of people are interested in the mayoral race. And I think also there are a lot of um, contested council races. I think that there are very interesting races in the third district, um, in the fourth, where I think that, that that drove people out to the polls. Also, we're looking at a lot of candidates who focus their efforts on door knocking. So kind of getting out the vote that way and uh, not just relying on you know, advertisements, commercials, they did a lot of the, mm-hmm. the hard work of knocking. And I think that that always helps turn out as well. One of the fun things about Kansas City is that Kansas City, Missouri is in several different counties. And so that, that kind of, well, for tabulating the results last night, maybe not so much. But <laughs> for looking at where different candidates performed better than yeah. others, it's always illustrative because you can kind of sort of use the results from Clay and Platt County to see how the candidates performed north of the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, uh, Jackson County, Cass, and um, Kansas City Election Board mm-hmm. for south of the river. Uh, Jolie seemed to do pretty well across the board-ish. Um, Quentin, maybe not quite so much. Is that a fair? I mean, Quentin certainly yeah. did well south of the river, right? Um, but, but I don't know. North if, was different, right? I don't know if uh, if Stephen or Cat have had a chance to you know kind of dive into the the, the breakdown uh, of those numbers and how that might impact June. June, right? Um, so um, as it pertains to Joe Lee, they were definitely really really excited with the number uh, that they saw in Clay and Platte counties. I don't think. Um, some people maybe in her in her camp thought that that would be a um, uh, as much of a number as they got. Um, Quentin Lucas um, and I know Cat will say you know he didn't perform as well, and I don't know if that was his focus. I think and Cat, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I think he thinks his bread is buttered in the city where right. you know people are where a majority of voters are, and his focus will probably be just making sure turnout is better. Now, will he go up to Clay and Pack? to campaign, yes, but I don't think he's super focused about um, just making sure that he overwhelmingly wins up there. What do you think, Kat? Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely going to have to make it more of a priority because of the just the the margins that, that Jolie was able to get up there. I mean, I was kind of surprised watching the results roll in to see how well she was doing north of the river. But Lucas, you know, pointed out that there are some people – up north who had a really good ground game. Mm-hmm. First of all, you look at Scott Wagner, who, you know, is from there, has branded himself as a leader of the Northland, and he, of course, did extremely well in Clay County. So you have to wonder where do those votes go? Um, because if Quinton is able to capture some of that, and I, I will note that they had some, they've had some similarities. Wagner and Lucas have both been pretty critical of certain aspects of the airport process. Now, now that we've broken ground, that might not be as much of an issue, but they have aligned on issues. And so I'm, I'm wondering what will happen with those votes. 
And I think that that leads right into the next topic I was going to ask you both about because um, there were several, I saw several retweets last night from Scott Wagner who tweeted, congratulations to Jolie Justice and Quentin Lucas for their victory this evening. They both ran great campaigns. Good luck in the general. Thank you all who supported my campaign. We have talked extensively about how um, – Many or several of the people who are on the city council that were running for mayor are term limited as city council people, so they are leaving at least city politics for now after this cycle is over. Uh, moving forward, who do you guys see as continuing to be possible players besides the mayor? Because we know the mayor mm-hmm. has supported Jolie Justice and he will continue to be part of this. But of the people who were not in the final cut last night, who do you still see being part of this process vocally for either candidate? You know, I think that we would absolutely see Kennedy moving forward mm-hmm. again. Um, I, you know, I see Kennedy in terms of. I'm sorry, Taylor. Did you ask in in terms of who will be running? You can you can address both. I meant who might be endorsing yeah. and and taking a oh. more a, a public profile to support one of the remaining candidates. But you can talk about their future politics as well. Okay. Okay, sorry. I'm I'm just still waking up. I'm not like Stephen. I couldn't wake up at eight thirty. <laughs> I was up before that. Start interviewing people. Um, <laughs> sorry. So I I do think we have candidates who will endorse. I think that, and this is something Stephen has brought up before. Phil Glenn definitely isn't going anywhere. Um, he, or sorry, definitely isn't. He's going to be a part of this race still and be a voice in this race. He's been extremely involved in the Democratic Party in Jackson County. So I think we can expect to see him working to get um, a candidate elected. But I think that we're also going to continue to see more from Kennedy in, in terms of running for other elected offices. It wouldn't surprise me if one day saw Kennedy as Jackson County prosecutor. Mm. I don't know what you think, Stephen. Yeah, that I mean, Phil Glenn, piggybacking off what you said, he literally just tweeted congratulations to um, Jolie Justice and Quentin Lucas. Kennedy is not done yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely tell that. Now, who certain people throw their support behind, I wonder, will it make any difference, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things as yeah. far as encouraging voters to vote? Um, but I think a lot of these candidates are hoping some of their colleagues will endorse them because the next couple of weeks are going to be very awkward in City Hall, I guarantee you. <laughs> Speaking of endorsements, the Stars endorsement that we talked a little bit about on the pod last yeah. week rings even more surprising after the results last night, in yeah. in my opinion. And it will be interesting to see if they reflect, I'm sure they will, uh, on how they treat the endorsement of the final two. For a reminder, if you're if you're not familiar with what we talked about last week or the endorsement, the, the Star endorsed Phil Glenn and Alicia Kennedy in their endorsement before the election came out. So it is... Uh, again, we talked about how much weight that would hold in primary and if it would or not, but uh, clearly those two were not the two that made the final cut. I want although you got... I will point out... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kat. I, I said, although I will point out that Quentin Lucas was one of the people they also mentioned in their endorsement. Yes, as, they did. Um, kind of a, a third place. Um, so they did mention him, and I think if they're going to... In, or I think as they endorsed in this race, I see Lucas getting the endorsement. I could see that. Um, one one thing I want to toss to before we go is um, two more sound bites of I asked Quentin Lucas and Jolie Justice what sets you apart. Now we talked about you know your priorities, but what makes you different than Jolie Justice? What makes Jolie Justice different than Quentin Lucas? Take a listen. 
I have spent the last 13 years, first as a state senator and now as a city council person, leading in a collaborative manner and getting things done. And so the experience that I have developed both at the state level, where I've got not only relationships but the understanding of how you do things at that legislative level on the state and, and, and frankly my connections with the federal government, that sets me apart. Uh, she's been in government for a while, I have not. Uh, I think when we look at leadership at City Council, I've been someone who has stepped into a number of different issues and really built compromises on the City Council. You know, I'm not sure you can say the same with Councilwoman Justice. So clearly you can see from there, and that's, they have to now to try and draw a line between the two of them. But do you, do you feel any, any difficulty in that goal? And you guys have both mentioned a little bit already when they're both coming from the City Council. Would it be different if one of them was not sitting on the City Council already? I think they are that, – that makes it so much – more difficult to draw a line between you and your opponent when you both are already part of the same body, don't you? Well, think? I think, and it was part of, partially heard in my conversation and uh, with Quentin Lucas and him talking to the media today. Quentin is, you're going to hear a different conversation. Quentin is really going to just distance himself from her just in the simple fact of him telling his personal story. I was once homeless. I was living on the east side. I have been, you know, disadvantaged before. I went to Cornell. I can relate to people, you know, like, He's going to start telling his personal story, which is just black and white different than Jolie Justice on paper. Um, and her story is different than his. And so I think as they as people get to now just know two candidates, you're going to see the differences. I don't think them be, both being on council will make it look like, oh, I can't tell them apart. I think there are going to be some sharp contrasts. Okay. Kat, same thoughts or anything you want to add? I do. I think that we will – see Quinton continue to kind of cast Jolie as the candidate who's for downtown, for incentives, for big projects like the airport, but mm -hmm. doesn't really focus on affordable housing and crime. I think that he's going to lean heavily on his time sharing the housing committee and the work that's been done there. And he is trying to say, you know, I'm working on things that are going to improve the lives of average Kansas Cityans, like people who are, he said to me last night, you know, I want to improve the life of a, a firefighter, uh, a laborer, these people, I want their lives to be better in 20 years because I was mayor. He's trying to cast Jolie as she's a part of these like glitzy projects and not, not for these people. So I think you'll, you'll continue to see that, but it is harder because you can't say, no one's an outsider right. here. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're city hall insiders in this race. Before we move on, there's one more thing I want to ask about the two of these these candidates, because you guys have both spent plenty of time in city council meetings. How do they react to each other in city council meetings? I mean, even before the race, you guys have, have monitored them in the same yeah. at the same table, so to speak. How do they how do these uh, two get along? They're fine. In my opinion, they're fine. Uh, there are some some shade thrown in sure. city council meetings, but I don't think it's by either of them to each other. What okay. would you say, Kat? Yeah, I agree. I would say that if we're talking about who's like really throwing shade, that there's some tension between Kennedy and Lucas mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but I think that Justice, I've never seen her really throw jabs right. in a council meeting. Okay. Um, th that's never been an issue. Even the most contentious debate um, over renaming the Paseo, uh, she really didn't have a lot to say during that debate while everyone else is kind of going back and forth. She is not known as someone who's part of the conflict on okay. council. So as we as we wrap up this conversation, we also need to spend just a moment talking about the other, I think, the other big, big part of the election last night, and that was the mayor's pre-K initiative. Uh, that 
failed pretty pretty resoundingly. Sixty seven or six, two to one basically is how that went down. Um, our own Dia Wall was with him last night. Talked about that. He talked about being emotional uh, after that was over and being disappointed with the results because he knows what it means. He said for the kids and and what they're not going to get. Um, moving forward now for him because he obviously is term limited. He's he's leaving uh, city politics at least as the the mayoral role. Uh, what is what is life like politically for for Mayor James today and his now in his his final couple of months in office? Oh, I don't. Uh... I don't know. I think I think Mayor James, like I said, he's a very popular mayor with a lot of people. I think he sits on the sidelines for a little while, maybe do some consulting or something. And, uh, you know, who knows? Run for Cleaver seat or something like that. You never know. Um, but in reference to pre-K, he just sent a statement uh, in reference to it failing, saying our children's future will always be the right cause. And he said, for those feeling discouraged, you may be tempted to throw up your hands and say, fine, let someone else deal with it. He said he's asking people to be better than that, take some time to regroup, reset, and recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just from hearing his conversation with Dia yesterday, it was a big blow to him. He was upset um, because he believes, and everyone I think agrees with this, that um, the way a child is brought up education-wise sure. sets the tone for how they can um, possibly be a good citizen in this country. Um, and so he was upset, but the voters spoke very loudly at the polls. I think yeah. the writing was on the wall for mm-hmm. that one for a long time. I think the, the dance, Kat, and you can join in too, I think the dance that the mayor is trying to play is that very clearly this needs to remain front and center as a part of the conversation mm-hmm. in Kansas City. Um, and I think that's what he's most passionate about. Uh, but then I th- Politically, he had to have seen that this was a, a non. Right. This particular proposal was a non-starter. So I, I think his emotion is more on the issue, not necessarily this particular result. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I, I agree, and I think he definitely wants to see this happen. And I think that even you know the fact that it didn't, I think that Mayor James will still be remembered as someone who started the pre-K conversation in Kansas City. And I think that pretty much everyone. I've spoken with, they, they want this to happen just in a different way. So I think that we could see that we'll see the next mayor make this a focus. And really quick, uh, Quentin and Jolie, I asked both of them about pre-K. Jolie supported, of course, Quentin didn't. Quentin says a conversation never uh, in his opinion, there was never a conversation where you brought all the superintendents to one table to see how can that happen. So he said, even if he doesn't win mayor, he wants to start right now to see how to have that conversation. Jolie Justice tapping into her background as a former state senator. She said that she was already on the phones with people today uh, in Jeff City seeing what is the state doing, because this is something that the state needs, not just the city. Uh, and so she's saying she wants to put more pressure on our elected officials uh, in some bigger roles. So both candidates talking about it today, even though it was overwhelmingly uh, voted down, um, both know that pre-education is important. And so that is on their list of priorities, definitely not the top, uh, but it is in the back of their minds. Kat, I know that you're known to spend your Friday and Saturday nights watching Channel 2, uh, <laughs> the, the city's... Uh, wow. Um, it's actually entertaining, especially on some Sometimes, of those, on yeah. those council meetings. For the next couple of months, are there any? We're talking about pre-K as an issue. Are there any other issues as a city that Quentin and Jolie might use to kind of show some differences? I think affordable housing will continue to be an issue with Quentin chairing that committee. It that will continue to be a very political issue, and I'm kind of interested to see where. Jolie focuses 
in the next couple months because she was obviously at the forefront of the airport project and the council's work on that that you know they'll still be checking in and seeing what's going on but their heavy lifting on that project is kind of over so mm-hmm. I, i'm curious to see where her focus goes next i i think one place where we can see it um is probably in in transit and transportation especially as someone who um doesn't drive she you know walks takes the bus bikes um, I, I'm curious if that becomes the issue that she really focuses on. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think it's more of a what will Jolie Justice hone in on. And like Kat mentioned, she is super passionate about transportation. Um, a story that we're working on today. Uh, talk, I'm looking at a survey that people in the city did and their priorities from last year and what the candidates actually have priorities. And number three, under crime, uh, was transportation from the from survey, the survey yeah. from people. So it'd be interesting if maybe that's where she plants her flag. Uh, she wants a regional transit system like there is in other major cities where mm-hmm. all the cities pour into one pot, not just everyone has their own individual thing. So uh, it'd be interesting. Look forward to it. Well, I think it will be interesting also to you guys. We talked about the city council is watching how they approach the campaign differently now that they are the only two left as it relates to their current role. I mean, because they are, they're both city council members. They're going to have lots of opportunities to interact with the media as city council members between now and June. And it's always interesting to watch races where uh, the people involved already hold elected office. And I, I don't want to use the word grandstand necessarily, but where they have the opportunity to differentiate themselves in a very public forum on a regular basis, it will be interesting to see if either or both of them take more opportunities to do so. If we hear different things from them whenever they speak at city council members, if they stand up on different issues, that will be worth watching over the next couple of months as we prepare for the general election. Uh, We're hoping to have both of them on between now and then on the 41 Files podcast. Uh, uh, I know, Stephen, you went to Jolie today, but Quentin Lucas came to the 41 Action News studios. Uh, I was He was nice enough to, to introduce himself to me. I hadn't met him before. Uh, I went up and asked him to be on our podcast, and he seems really interested. I, I assume that Jolie, Jolie will be. Is, uh, yeah. Yep. So hopefully we'll be able to have both of them uh, on our podcast between now and then to to talk one on one about uh, or one on three or four, however it may be, <laughs> about uh, about what what they're looking forward to with June and and, and a longer conversation than just a uh, two minute story or so on the on the newscast. So hopefully we'll be able to bring that to you in the future. It's go time. It's go time, Cat Reed says. I love that. <laughs> well, as always, thank you so much for joining us for 41 Files here at 41 Action News. Uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> political talk can be different depending on who you are, but we hope you're enjoying uh, this portion of, of the news. This continues to be uh, local newscast, one of our, our big priorities, and one of the most important things we do is watching how local politics and, and local government works. Uh, so we're enjoying uh, taking time. Uh, to be able to do that process a little bit differently through the podcast format. We hope you're enjoying listening, and we'll be back uh, next week at your regularly scheduled time with probably a different topic, maybe not so politically related, so? as we get ready for, <laughs> for the next edition of 41 Files. As always, thanks so much for listening, and uh, tell your friends. See ya. See ya.